Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Reclaimed Podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Elise, just a black girl out here trying to help everyone do better, including and especially herself. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for tuning back in. Or if you're new here, hi, hello, welcome, welcome. Um, I hope everybody's having a good week. Uh, it's been pretty, pretty uneventful on this end. Um, postpartum is kicking my behind <laughs> and not in the ways that most people would think like it, it, they automatically bring your brain to depression or anxiety or things like that. And it's none of that. It's none of that. It's literally just me within my body being frustrated with the fallout of a year, almost a year of pregnancy and then not being pregnant and what your body does to itself. And I don't think enough people talk about this. <laughs> like, I don't think enough people talk about you know, what happens to your nails and your hair and your skin after the baby. And it's like, I thought I dodged the bullet because I missed the depression part. Like I had, I didn't even have the baby blues. Like I wasn't sad or anything like that. Um, And other than normal nervousness about bringing a tiny human home, didn't really have much anxiety. Uh... Yeah, but this whole, hey, hair is just going to just start plummeting from your scalp. It's just, oh, it's very frustrating. Um, But it's being handled according to one of my dear friends and a lot of research scrolling on the internet, waiting for Emmy to wake up after I wake up at 5 a.m. because I think she's going to wake up and no, she decides to sleep an additional two hours. And I'm like, oh, she'll be up any minute and the scrolling starts. You didn't ask for that. (laughs) You didn't ask for any of this, but I'm telling you anyway. Um, Did some research and according to the research that I found, and like I said, a dear friend who is going through something similar, it should be, it should be ending around this month. And then I should be back to my normal hair by her first birthday. So we'll see. Um, I will be chronicling my hair adventures uh on my instagram if you guys are interested in following um if you're not that's cool (laughs) totally i totally get it let me tell you i was not before i got pregnant before i became a mom i was not into hearing any of this i did not care i don't want to hear anything about your pregnancy stories i don't want to hear anything about the birth stories i don't want to hear anything like it just was not my thing it was not my zhuzh um so after being thrown into this community, uh, yeah, everything is now very interesting to me. I'm like, so what did you do? And what did you eat? And what did you drink? And what vitamins were you taking? And like, how did you manage? And how did you get the time to? And what did you? It's going to be okay, guys. I, I promise you, I'm not going to spiral. That's just a little bit about me. But like I said, mostly an unevent, personally, a very uneventful week. Um. But socially, it's a lot going on. Y'all, y'all just won't sit down. <laughs> y'all just won't sit down. Y'all keep causing, not y'all, my listeners, because you guys are amazing. Um, but y'all out, out, in the, out in the streets, this is getting confusing out here. Just chaos and confusion and Pandora's box is still going on. And I don't know, what's up? But anyway, let's talk about last week. Last week's episode entitled Gaslighting is... 
Uh, we talked about the implos- implosion of the Republican Party, which is it's like a it's like a a bubbling, festering like pimple. It's just more and more ooze keeps coming out, and I don't mean I'm sorry that probably got really graphic for some of you guys, um, but for those of you who enjoy Doctor Pimple Popper and that that type of creepy, gross stuff. Um, Hi, my name is Whitney, and I enjoy those things. Um, You get the reference. We also talked about Colin Kaepernick's new move. Um, If you want to know what that is, you can go listen to last week's episode, but it's pretty spot on. I'm really excited for October. Um, We talked about the verses and how it started off as something, and now it's something completely different. And for those of us who've been on the ride for the majority of the time, a lot of us are confused. We don't really know where we're going to go here. Um, but it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with where it is. It just means, you know, we're all in a, we're all in a growing period. That's all. Um, also, Emery made an appearance. <laughs> it is my understanding that uh, while I was recording, um, her little voice fussing and fussing at her father, uh, appeared in last week's episode and um I'm sorry guys (laughs) please remember we are still in the middle of the pan pizza and I am recording from my bedroom she usually plays in her room which is right next to my bedroom and sometimes you're just gonna hear a baby and I hope you're okay with that if you're not this is the wrong podcast for you hun um I mean, I'd love for you to stay, but if a tiny voice in the background upsets you, then, uh, yeah, this might be the wrong podcast for you. Um, but that was last week's episode. This week's episode, it's (laughs) filled and fraught with chaos. So let's get into it. Let's get to the church announcements. Let the people of the reclaim say amen. Glad to be here. Say amen again. And say amen one more time if you really like the show. We're glad that y'all here today, and these will be your church announcements. All right, time for the church announcements. Like I said earlier, this is filled and fraught with chaos. I don't know what is happening. I don't know what's going on, um, but it's a lot. It's a lot going on. Let's start with a story coming out of NBC News. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys have... Um, if we've talked a lot about the 1619 project, I remember last year around the um, startup of the BLM movement, well, not the startup, Jesus, the continued iteration um, <laughs> of the BLM movement um, that progressed throughout the summer. Uh, we talked a little bit about the 1619 project. I told you I list- that there's a podcast called the 1619 project that I had listened to. Um, and it's dynamic work. It just, it talks about the legacy of slavery and what the actual ramifications of slavery is upon black people, like coming up to current day, where a lot of these problems started and how a lot of them find their roots in slavery. And, you know, I'm hearing, I can hear your eyeballs rolling for the certain people who would roll their eyebrows, I mean, eyebrows, Jesus, eyeballs at this part. Um, you can go ahead and stop rolling them because if you would just take time to listen, 
listen to the facts of the matter. The facts of the matter is that this, yes, this country was built upon the backs of, of black people, stolen from indigenous people, built upon the backs of black people, completely exploited the labor of human beings, stole human beings, stolen people, stolen land, stolen people. Um, and that, that original sin of America Yes, it gave us a lot of wealth, but it also caused a lot of harm and damage um, to which rep, uh, reparations still need to be paid. And it was an intricate, I'm going somewhere with this, I promise. Interesting conversation around reparations and what reparations would look like. Um, and we can have that conversation. Uh, I personally think that reparations should be a check of some sort. Um, if you're shoveling out money to native populations for stealing their land, which you should, <laughs> you should, they deserve. If you're shoveling out money to Japanese citizens for putting their people in internment camps, which you should. If you're doling out funds and cash for these, these wrongs, why not black people? Yes, we know you can't afford it. Yes, we know there's not enough money. We totally understand that we get it because how can you put a how can you put a value on the atrocity of slavery 400 years worth? How? How? How do you even do that? But it built this young nation um into what it is today. And so you're going to have to figure it out. Um I think that college should be free. College should be free for every person of color, every black person, rather, every black person. Let me be specific. People who are descendants of slaves should never have to pay for college, right? Those who have been paid, for, who had to pay for college should have all that money reimbursed to them. We should never need a student loan. We should never need to even apply for FAFSA. <laughs> black people should have free education, free health care. Absolutely, 100% free health care for descendants of slaves. 100%. 100%. Shouldn't have to pay taxes. Mm -mm. Should not have to pay an ounce of taxes. Yes, I know. I know. I can hear the people freaking out right now. But they're supposed to be... We built this shit. <laughs> okay? And we built it for free. Okay? There was a lot of labor from... A lot of stolen labor from stolen people. We deserve it. Free. No taxes. No college uh, payments. Um, no, med no medical payments. Healthcare free. Um, and I could continue to go on. But you get the gist. There's ways that you could pay for reparations. Where you don't have to just hand out one big check. There are ways. Um, and for everybody freaking out about it, guys, remember... We're like 14, 15% of the population. <laughs> and that's black people in general. If we get down to the ones who are the actual descendants of slaves, of enslaved peoples, then uh, it's even less. So y'all be fine. Y'all be fine. You're, I'm sure that y'all will figure out, y'all need to figure out a way to make this work because reparations are due. They are due. You cannot look at the history and the makeup of this nation without seeing the debt, the incredible, insurmountable debt owed to black people. And there's no reason why we should be paying for anything. My, just my personal take. But anyway, back to the 1619 Project. 
one Nicole Hannah-Jones, the Pulitzer Prize winner um, of the New York Times 1619 Project, was offered a tenured professorship at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill um, in the journalism school. That tenureship has recently been taken away. <sighs> According to NBC News, through the rigorous hiring process, Hannah Jones, um, Nicole Hannah Jones, uh, took on the rigorous tenure pro uh, process and was enthusiastically recommended for the career-long appointment. Um, but when the board decided not to act, on the 10-year package, the university offered her a five-year fixed-term position as a professor of the practice, and she is eligible for tenure, a tenure review after that term. So what happened? What basically happened was UNC at Chapel Hill offered um, Hannah, Hannah Jones the, the tenure position. A bunch of conservatives didn't like that. They lobbied, they did whatever they had to do, called the school, blah, 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 blah. Long and the short, the tenure was rescinded. This is devastating. This would be devastating to a person of Hannah Jones's caliber. She's won the Pulitzer Prize. She is like just one of the peak voices for critical race theory, for the discussion of how history, actual facts, actual things that actually happened affect people today, right? We have this weird thing in the United States. I'm, I'm sure it's all over the globe, but particularly in the United States where we will twist history to coddle white people. It is very frustrating. We, won't, we will avoid telling the truth. We will avoid telling the facts. We will avoid our own actual history and a good solid look at ourselves to placate the fragility of Karen and Kyle. And it is 2021 and we are no longer doing that. We are no longer doing that. We shouldn't have did it to begin with. But least of all, we should, we definitely should be doing it now. I can I, I don't understand it. It's the same crew that want to scream facts over feelings that cannot handle the fact that we're talking about actual American facts, that these things happen to our people. And it's the same group that's screaming, um, oh, that happened 100 years ago or a hundred over a hundred plus years ago. The same crew that's screaming that that wants to wave their Confederate flags for a, 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 a traitorous, traitorous group. Remember, they were traitors. They were traitors um, to the United States, the enemies of the United States, the country that these same people claim to love um, and call it their heritage. Honey, the Confederacy only lasted five, six years. There are whole, whole music groups whose careers have lasted longer than that. There's, <laughs> I could go on and on about that. The Confederacy literally lasted a handful of years. There's so many things that lasted longer than the Confederacy. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm frustrated for Nicole because she deserves better than a professorship, um, a five-year review professorship, as it were. 
um, for people to see so, so her tenureship can be revisited. No, make the statement, UNC. Give her her tenureship. Give it to her. Let conservatives and bigots and hateful people know that you, you will not be bullied from doing the right thing instead of cowering when you're challenged by these hateful people. It's exhausting. Um, in other exhausting news, apparently we're still pu- punishing children, black children for wearing their hair a certain way. So recently, um, also in North Carolina, lovely, um, a young woman, not even young woman, a child, a 16 year old girl named Nicole Piles while playing a softball game was forced to remove the beads that were on her braids. Nicole apparently, uh, not Nicole, Jesus. Yes, Nicole. Another Nicole. Look at that. Nicole um, had been wearing her box braids with her beads. Apparently, she wore them for about four uh, previous games. No complaints. No one said anything about it, right? Turns out her team was winning in this particular game that we're talking about. And while her team was kicking the other team's butt, the other team's coach made a complaint to the ref, or the umpire, rather, the umpire, complaining that Nicole, because of her braids and her beads, her jersey number couldn't be seen. So her team, they pull her aside, and they adjust her hair. They just adjust it so her jersey can be seen. Um, just pull it a little tighter, pull it up a little higher, fine, whatever. Now the number can be seen. The umpire later in the game decides to make a bigger stink about it and says that the beads in her hair are in violation of the, the softball league's safety code. She was forced to not only remove the beads, but in some cases cut her very braids where the beads were. How humiliating. I don't know if you guys remember. It It wasn't even that long ago. It was just maybe like a two, three years maybe about the wrestler, the young man who was wrestling and he was forced to have his dreadlocks cut. His locks rather, not dreadlocks. His locks cut um, because the umpire there decided that he was going to go against protocol and against his initial review of this young man to say that he could wrestle with his with his locks he would just have to wear like a head covering of some sort so they wouldn't get caught up for safety reasons and then he went back on that and said that he couldn't wrestle and then the young man like he had to make a split decision which I'm pissed because there were adults there that could have been like no we're not cutting your locks and instead they cheered him on while he was being sheared like viciously hacked at by this white woman with scissors who clearly didn't care, didn't care about like his hair. Like where would like the adults were standing right there. His teammate was standing, his teammates were standing right there, dapping him up and stuff like that. Um, you want to be a teammate? Tell him to throw the match. We're not going to sacrifice your dignity for a win for this random win. No, we're not going to, it's not even worth it. No, because here's the thing. It always comes down to, the contribution, like we're seen as people who contribute. We're not seen as people with value, intrinsic value of our own. 
So as long as we're contributing, we're valuable. If that young man would have said, screw this, like, screw this, I'm not cutting my locks for this match, like, his team wouldn't have been dapping him up. Like, where was his advocacy? And I'm feeling the same way about this young woman. Where was her advocacy? Where was the rest of her team? Where was the rest of the crew to say, you know what? We're not going to let this happen. We're not going to let this happen. We're not going to let you be embarrassed. We're not going to let you be degraded. We're not going to let you be humiliated um, by having your braids cut. And I, I hear somebody saying like, oh, they were just braids. Um, her her hair's not really even that long, so she could get them fixed after the game, blah, blah, blah. That's not the point. That's not the point. The point is this young woman shouldn't have had to been sheared like a sheep for a game, for a sport. That's the point. <sighs> so since then, I believe she has lobbied a complaint and I will be following that story to continue. Yeah, to keep you guys updated. Um, speaking of more foolishness and foolery, let's talk about Carlette Duffy. For those of you who don't know who Carlette Duffy is, Carlette Duffy is a, and I'm getting this from NBC News, Carlette Duffy is a black Indianapolis homeowner. She had a weird and nagging suspicion that her house was being lowballed. Um, she had two appraisers come by and appraise her house um, last year. And she decided, you know what? I think I'm being lowballed. So this is what I'll do. What I'm going to do is I'm going to remove every piece of black art, all my family photos, everything like that. Make the house really racially neutral, as racially neutral as possible. And then I'm going to, after that, I'm going to have my white friend stand in as my quote unquote brother and after he stands in as my brother, I'm going to contact another appraiser. I'm going to have this appraiser. I'm going to have this appraiser look at my house and have my brother lead them around. And I'm going to pretend that I'm out of town. Right. So she concocts this whole scheme. She, they, they do the whole scheme. And a few days later. Her house, which was originally appraised at $125,000 and then secondly appraised at $110,000, was appraised for this third time at $259,000. According to the Fair Housing Center of Central Indiana. The nonprofit, um, I'm reading from NBC News now, the nonprofit announced this month that it had filed housing discrimination complaints on Duffy's behalf with the Department of Housing and Urban Development. So for everyone who says <laughs> that systemic racism doesn't exist, boom, there you go. Just, just one, just one example. I mean, you saw two previous just here in this here uh, 17th minute of this podcast. Um, but yeah, yeah. Wow. The fact that the appraiser thought that her house was owned by white people jumped the value over a hundred thousand dollars 
Here's the kicks part. Why was she having her house appraised? Because she wanted to take out some additional money so that she could buy back her grandmother's house to keep that house in the family. And this is how money, wealth, and access are kept from black people. This happened in November of 2020. My daughter is, was born in November of 2020. That was six months ago. Don't tell me that this was happening uh, decades ago, which, was, which is still terrible. Don't tell me that this, was hap this happened like multiple years ago, which is still terrible. The fact that it's happening now, now, like right now, right now, is deplorable. Deplorable. And I hope whatever comes out of it, I hope, fire all those appraisers. Fire them. <laughs> fire those in power who um, empower these people. Everybody is in trouble. Everybody. Everybody is in trouble if this is the case. And it's like, it's, you think these things, I'm not, now I've never been a homeowner, but I've done some research on home ownership and, you know, selling homes and my mom's a realtor. And so there's a bunch of little things that you can do to raise the, the visual appeal of your home. Right. But appraisals, <laughs> like it's, it's not like, it's not like somebody coming over and just buying your house, like because of curb value or, you know, curb appeal. It's because it's, appraisers like that's supposed to be like almost down to a science your appraisal oi 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 um who's the racism all right oh god it's gonna get worse so <laughs> reading here from the new york times that <sighs> this is really frustrating um so apparently, the New York Times has found at least 46 incidents over the past 25 years, which medical examiners, law enforcement officials, or defenders um, of accused officers pointed to sickle cell trait as the cause or major factor in the deaths of black people in police custody. 15 of those 46, 15 of those 46 deaths occurred since 2015. That's right. Not sickle cell disease, sickle cell trait. As recently as this August, lawyers for Derek Chauvin, Derek Chauvin, yes, the Minneapolis police officer who was convicted of murdering George Floyd invoked sickle cell trait <laughs> as the as the reason for George Floyd dying as opposed to the knee that was on his neck when he said he could not breathe sickle cell trait again sickle cell trait not sickle cell disease now a lot of people have sickle cell trait <laughs> it's a whole lot of people walking around with the trait not the disease the trait What's wild, <laughs> what's really, really wild is that the majority of these cases the, of the 46 people or the 46 incidents that have occurred over the last 25 years, 
These people were forcibly restrained by authorities. They had been pepper sprayed or shocked with stun guns. This is scattered across 22, 22 different states and in Puerto Rico in big cities and in small towns. These determined um, the determinations on sickle cell trait often created enough doubt for officers to avert criminal or civil penalties, according to the times. That means in 46 of these of these 46 events, the majority of them, these people had been beaten. These people had been pepper sprayed. These people had been shocked. These people had been brutalized to the point of their death. And because someone's brought up sickle cell trait, trait, that means the medical examiners, they say, oh, you know, they have missing teeth. They have bruises, contusions, blah, 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 run down the list, right? When it gets to the, the thing that killed them, they put sickle cell trait, Again, not disease, but trait. And I've never seen a sickle cell punch the teeth out of anybody. I've never seen a sickle cell shock somebody. I've never seen a sickle cell kneel on someone's neck. And like I said, there's a whole bunch of us walking around with sickle cell trait and not the disease. 46 incidents. 46. And how many officers got off because of the trait? wild just wild just wild um this is actually not in my notes but I just wanted to briefly go over this apparently the house of representatives recently passed a bill to have an independent inquiry in the insurrection um just to do their own study their own analysis on what actually happened that day and how it could happen to prevent it from happening again. You would think because of all these people who were there, you would think because of all these people who were, who were present there on that day, that this would have been a bipartisan wash, like absolutely 100% find out why this happened. So this can never happen again. After hearing all the stories from the, the Capitol police officers, you would think Oh, we want to we want to make sure we continue to honor those who were harmed and those who passed away, those who actually died that day by making sure that things like this didn't happen again. You would think, right? It passed 213 to 212. Literally because of one vote, this thing passed. And it's so dizzying. (laughs) It is incredibly dizzying that this, that there was even this much division based upon this insurrection. Remember last week when I played a bunch of clips from different uh, Congress people who were basically just all out denying that the insurrection even happened or denying that it was even that big of a deal. One of those was Representative Andrew Clyde. Representative Andrew Clyde said that if you hadn't, and I'm paraphrasing, if you only saw the videos from the day and didn't know it was January 6th, you would have seen people walking around in um, between the stanchions and ropes like it was a tour. Here's the thing. 
the stanchions and ropes are reserved for Congress people. So they shouldn't have been between them in the first place. That's the first thing. The second thing, Andrew Clyde, Representative Andrew Clyde, was there that day. Photos have just emerged of Representative Andrew Clyde barricading the doors. Barricading the doors to keep the insurrectionists out because of the sheer violence of that day. Pushing furniture in front of the doors to keep those inside safe. So not only... Not only are you trying to gaslight the American people and fellow representatives, you're also a lying sack of poo because you were there that day and you were scared shitless. <laughs> you were scared so, so much so that you barricaded the doors. If this was a peaceful thing that, you know, people, it looked like a tour. Why were you barricading the doors, boo? Why? Hmm. of the slightest measure like ugh, ugh, ugh. frustrating it in- incredibly frustrating um and apparently they got chewed out by another representative um and i love when they and they're they i know that it's um robert's rule of law or, or rules of you know order not law rule of order um but when they say I yield back and they say it with like some sass to it, I love it. <laughs> it brings me so much joy. It's like they'll cuss a whole room of people out in the time allotted. And then they say I yield back. And I'm like, why freaking drop? I don't know who that man was. Again, like I said, this is not in my nose. I was just thinking about it just now. But baby, <laughs> they let you know. They let the people know. Whoo, child. Um... Is there anything else? Is there anything else before we get to what we're going to get to? Oh, Texas. Texas recently uh, put in, I don't created, I don't know, signed into law. Jesus, that's what I'm looking for. Uh, again, charge it to the random not sleeping. Um, put into law, signed into law, one of the strictest anti-abortion laws. Uh that we have it's a six-week heartbeat bill now here's the thing i just want to be very clear nobody is pro-abortion no one is pro-abortion abortion is a terrible thing we all understand that we can all get behind the fact that it is a terrible thing and it's a terrible choice for anyone to make no one is pro-abortion but people are pro-choice And people deserve to have that choice over their bodies. They deserve to have that choice, especially in cases where, you know, I don't even have to justify it. People deserve to have that choice. People deserve to have that choice. And so since we're putting in all of these new laws to ensure the quality of life of individuals under, you know, that have not been born are we going to allow people to take out law um, um, life insurance policies for these six week old people that you're deeming as people? Are we allowed? So just in case she, you know, the mom miscarries, you know, she can collect life insurance. 
Um, if this person is um, not from here and they get pregnant on American soil, that means that that person that they're pregnant with is an American citizen. Are they free from deportation? Um, you know, things like that. I want to see how how much of a person is this unborn person? Or are we really just trying to control women's bodies, which is the end all be all of the thing? Um, oh, if this woman gets pregnant and this, you know, lives up to six weeks, when does she start collecting child support? When can she claim that person on her taxes? You know, six weeks, right? Six weeks, that's a person. So she should be able to claim that person as a dependent. Um, yeah, how far are we going to go with this? How far are we going to go? Because if we're going to make laws, we got to make them work. Okay? We're not just going to be out here just making stuff illegal and not make it functional. So let the people know. Let the people know. Uh, oh, the CDC is out here confusing people. So <laughs> the CDC recently re released guidelines like a parent who was frustrated about their toddler complaining that unvaccinated people don't have to wear masks. Right. And I feel like the CDC just did this just to shut people up because people have been complaining about these tiny pieces of cloth more than they've been complaining about the fact that there is a global pandemic that is ravaging the globe, the entire globe, the entire globe, the earth, the pop human population of the planet is struggling with this. And you are more concerned about your own rights and the damn piece of cloth that is keeping that could keep everyone safe if everybody wore it. And that we wouldn't have half of these problems if everyone initially wore their mask for the first two weeks of this shit. Yeah. So I totally understand why the CDC is frustrated with you guys. Not you guys, my listeners, but you guys as in the planet. Um, but that is confusing to people because A, I don't want to wear, I don't want to not wear a mask because we're still in the middle of the global panini. And um, I don't want to be confused as a Republican. So, and I'm fully vaccinated, fully vaccinated. Mm -mm. It feels like I have my, like, like my boob is out. Like mm -mm, I'm wearing a mask. Give me the mask. Thank you. Um, and I bought really cute ones. I really like them, you know, fashion choices, fashion choices wise. Um, I don't trust, mm -mm. I don't trust y'all. Nope. I'm putting people on the honor system. Yeah, are, are, are you kidding? You're going to put people on the honor system, these same people who were using plastic bags to were using plastic bags to hold gasoline a week ago. Those people. I saw a picture of a guy who was trying to, and I, I, I'm lying. I, if I'm lying, I'm flying. He was using a cardboard box to fill, um, to use, to hold gasoline. A cardboard box, you guys. A cardboard box. <laughs> that is that honor system? No, thank you. No, thank you. That's wild. Mm -mm. Nope. No, thank you. I will continue to wear my mask. Um, I listen to the CDC a lot, but this one, I'm, I'm not with you on this one. Uh, we only have a third of the population fully vaccinated, and that does not include children. Like, that doesn't include a lot of people. That doesn't include the people who can't get the vaccine because of their aller allergies and things like that. Nah, homie. I'm keeping my mask on. Um, and that's it for the church announcements. Um, but as an aside, recently, 
I heard about several, multiple, in fact, states who will be putting in legislation uh, modes to uh, defund schools and make it almost illegal to teach critical race theory. Uh, because of they're doing that, I will be taking the time in these next few episodes to go through critical race theory, um, to talk about all of those things. Um, and I will be doing that in the mess and the message segment. Um, I just wanted to let you guys know, give you guys a heads up that that's going to start next episode. Um, because you know, I don't care about, I don't care about racist feelings on this. Because we're going to tell the truth. We're going to tell the whole truth. We're going to tell the truth. Um, and we're going to talk about, about perspectives that aren't white, Anglo-Saxon, heterosexual male. And it starts. It's going to start with critical race theory. So tune in next week for that. Um, all right. Let's get to the wrap-up rant and Blacks in the Deep End. Can I ask you a question, Megan? Because I'm really, you're right. You know more about what's going on in your party than I do. My sister-in-law is an advisor to Kevin McCarthy. I have a lot of friends and family who work on Capitol Hill. Like a lot. Hold on. Yeah. Okay, I'm not, I'm not, hold on. My question is, if it's not the Republican Party, shall I call it the QAnon Party? What shall I call your party now who defends people like Matt Gates and goes against Liz Cheney? What are we supposed to call it? I think you can call it whatever you Explain want because me, your please. influence in the Republican Party is almost zero. And again, as I've said on this show, it is for us to figure really? out amongst ourselves. What Republican is like, mm, Joy Behar doesn't like my party? Oh, God, I better stop voting for them now. You know I what, mean, really, Megan, the same hold way on, I have hold no on. influence on Megan. the left. I don't think at least. Yes, but you often, you often on this show give your opinion of what the Democrats should be doing yes, with themselves but you said, to better you themselves. Said, but you said that people on Capitol Hill, you said people on Capitol Hill are supporting him. I'm telling you, from people that I know personally, they are embarrassed. This is embarrassing for the Republican Party. Okay, then why don't they get rid of him? They should, because why I think, don't they get they him have, off his committee? Because they have to, they have to uh, convict him or whatever. I'm not a lawyer. They have to, what is it they have to, get, the, the police have to arrest him. I don't know enough about it, but like they have to arrest him and charge him. That's well, why he's still in Congress. They didn't have any problem. They didn't have any problem taking okay, guys, Liz Cheney off her committees gonna, without any further investigation. Gonna, Liz Cheney, but that's a different thing. That Liz Cheney wasn't on the committee. She was the third-ranking member, and she suddenly didn't, they need. Okay, proof. here's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, Sonny has a legal note that she needs to read right now. So Sonny, would you do me a favor, please, and read your legal note? Every single day. Every single day. I do have a legal note. All right, we're going to break. We're going to break. Yes, we'll be right back. What you just heard was a clip from the show The View. Um, in one, there was a that was an exchange between Joy Behar and one Megan McCain. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that was fun. Uh, as much smoke as Megan McCain wants to send in the Democratic uh, direction. Apparently she can't take it when it comes to the Republican direction. Joy Behar asked a very good question. She asked really good questions of Megan McCain. What's going on with your party? Why isn't anyone speaking out directly against 
what's going on with Matt Gates. For those who are um, unfamiliar with what's going on with Matt Gates, Matt Gates has, there's been whispers and recently louder than whispers, uh, allegedly that he was allegedly engaged in inappropriate behavior with a minor. Mm-hmm. And that th- there's a whole investigation going on and it doesn't look good because one of his closest allies, one of the people that he spends the most time with, recently pled guilty to it. So it's not looking good for Matt Gates, And unfortunately, there's not, nothing is being said. Nothing is being said about that. Yet the top, the number three Republican uh, Liz Cheney was removed from her position of power, uh, which let me t- pause there for a second. Just because Liz Cheney did the right thing in saying that the election was it is what it is and it was fair and valid and there was no voter fraud and all that stuff like that does not absolve her from years of not doing the right thing. Okay. I just want to say that it doesn't get her off the hook just because she does one right thing. One right time doesn't absolve years of her sitting in silence or complicit complicity in a whole bunch of years of wrongdoing. Okay. So for all of my people who are like rah, rah, sis, boom, Liz Cheney. No, (laughs) absolutely not. No. Um, I hate that she's been removed from her position, but that, has more to do with that party and how they are literally becoming what Joy Behar said, the party of QAnon, the party of conspiracies, the party of weird and untrue things. And you can hear Megan just imploding, just falling to pieces um, because she can dish it, but she can't take it. And she dishes it unfairly, but she can't take an actual question like, why isn't anyone saying anything about Matt Gates? Oh, well, he needs to be uh, arrested or charged or whatever. No, 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 no. They had no problem without any investigation, without any, any, any research or anything like that. Removing Liz Cheney from her position of power. Well, that was something different. What was the difference? What was the difference? Because she stood up and said what was true. Because she stood up and, and stood against the big bully, against the big lie that too many people in her party are just happy to continue to stoke. What's the reason? I hear Cardi B in my, in my head. What was the reason? What was the reason? If they're embarrassed, they should say something. If they're embarrassed, if this is not their party, um, if this is not the way their party behaves, they should say something. But they're not. Remember silence and complicity. So it's always forget Megan McCain on this part. Um, I forgot. I have a new segment I wanted to share. And and uh, I don't know if it'll be in the wrap up rant and blacks in the deep end. Um, or if it'll be in a different part of the show. But I have a new segment. It's called in those tweets, like in those streets in those tweets um and this one goes to raf um their at is j-n-o-u-b-i-r-a-f but their name says raf and he says or they say i don't know their pronouns but they say 
Do y'all understand how scary it is that the media brainwashed people into believing that villagers with stones are oppressing a nuclear superpower? And that has everything to do with the Israel-Palestine conflict. Um, we only just recently reached a ceasefire and I made a whole entire post about it on my Instagram. So you can go see what, how I feel about it. Um, but basically the go-to for people on the Israel side is that it's anti-Semitic to speak out against Israel. And that is simply not true. It is not anti-Semitic to go against colonialism, um, or or colonization, both of those. It's not anti-Semitic. It's not anti-Semitic to say that ethnic cleansing is wrong. It is not anti-Semitic to stand against violence. It is anti-Semitic to blame an entire group of people for it. This is the Israeli government. This is not all Jewish people. So for all of the violence and all of the harm and all of the the terrible things that are being said against Jewish people, y'all can drop that, okay? This is the Israeli government led by Benjamin Netanyahu, okay? Be specific. Don't go out here just speaking out against Jewish people because all all this violence is not in the name of Judaism, This is in the name of Zionism. This is in the name of colonization. This is in the name of white supremacy. That's all this is. That's all this is. Let's call it out for what it is, okay? Because here's the thing. Palestinians are not all overall, like they're not just Muslim. There's Christian Palestinians. There's Jewish Palestinians, okay? All right. And if we're going to talk about what's going on in the whole entire conflict, let's get realistic about it. Okay. Yes. Hamas sent, sent rockets over to, to Israel, sent rockets over to Israel. Yes. Israel responded with targeted attacks, um, in Gaza, killing a lot of people. A lot of people died, right? And you can't stand up and say that the Jewish people have the right to defend themselves when literally Palestinians are defending themselves against a nuclear superpower. Also, let's not forget when the when the Israel when Israel was founded. It was in the forties. It was in the forties. Hamas didn't appear until forty years later. So that means there was a whole four decades that went unanswered of unanswered violence, right? I'm not saying that I'm down for terrorism. I'm not saying I'm down for violence. I'm not saying I'm down for people harming people. What I am saying is let's be real. The United States gives a lot of money for protection of Israel. We do. We give a whole, that's what your taxpayer dollars are going to. And as frustrating as it is, that's just the reality of the thing. And it's, it's wild because we'll send humanitarian aid to Gaza, but we'll send military aid to Israel. I want to be really clear about what's going on here. Okay. So for calling for a ceasefire, it's literally calling a person with a stone or some older rocket situation and it's not even the Palestinian government that's doing it like I said it's Hamas it's not the Palestinian government this is literally the Jewish this is literally the Israeli Israeli government not the Jewish government the Israeli government against Hamas but they're attacking 
Palestinian people. They're attacking deliberate spots. They have targeted like deliberate spots to cripple Palestinian people who pretty much live in an open air prison in Gaza. Now I'm not fully versed in everything that's going on there. Um, And I'm sure that in some of my language, I'm very clumsy about it, but I do know this, that whole rock uh, villagers with rocks opposing a nuclear superpower thing that is incredibly real. And Raph hits the nail on the head. And that's how I feel about the Israel Palestine conflict, if you can call it that. Um, and that is this week's show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you for your likes, your shares, your, your subscribes. Shout out to everyone who has made their way over to Patreon. That is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Whitney Elise. You can keep this show independent. Um, I said I was going to start talking about black owned businesses and I'm going to honor my word because I'm super excited and what just came in the mail. This is not an ad. This right here is not an ad. But I just got my daughter a deck of ABC affirmations. They're black girl magic affirmations. They're flashcards um, that empower and they're beautiful. Like they're beautiful. They're beautiful to look at. The artwork is gorgeous. Like I'm looking at them right now. The artwork is gorgeous. The words are just heartwarming and they're by a company called Liberated Young. L-I-B-E-R-A-T-E-D. Young, Y-O-U-N-G. Um, and on the back of the box, it says Rep- representation is an affirmation. When children can see themselves, they can believe in themselves. Our ABC affirmation flashcards are designed to inspire, empower, and affirm from A to Z. You can find them at Liberated Young um, on Instagram or at liberatedyoung.com. And... I'm such a fan. Like I'm looking at them and they tell you how there's a card in here to tell you how to use them. Um, there's a card that says speak life, affirm and empower. These flashcards are designed for you. I want you to know that no matter what the world may see, um, no matter what it may say, you are everything. I'm so happy you are here. I see you. I hear you. I affirm you say these affirmations out loud every day. See yourself in each of their faces remember your greatness and never forget who you are and I love them (laughs) I am such a fan of these things I'm so excited I can't wait to read them to Emmy I've already started so I that just reminds me I need to do today's card um but yeah liberated young uh, if you know of a black owned brand or business that deserves a shout out, please do not forget to send them my way. Or if you have something that you want to say to me, you know, I'd be talking to y'all. I love y'all. Um, you can hit me up in my DMS on Twitter or Instagram at the reclaimed, or you can directly email me if it's a longer piece at the reclaimed blog at gmail.com. That's this week's show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, Oh, please, please, please. If you have a moment, please, 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 please leave a review for the show. It really, really helps. Um, The more detailed, the better. Like I read them. I appreciate you guys who have left them. Um, It lets me know how you're connecting with the show. It lets me know what you're thinking about the show. It lets me know, you know, what's going on. 
Um, other than that, I hope you all have a great week. Stay well, stay safe, stay hydrated. And of course, peace, y'all. Thank you.